0: can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bargain game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. This is what you for. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bargain. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. is what you waiting for. You can put it on a boy.
1: Hello, everybody. This is the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. It is what Monday, Monday night. We are live. I'm with Kevin and Tommy and boys. Well, Tommy, I know we're gonna get to you, Kevin, because you have a uh, we have uh, we have scoops uh, scoops fiddler in the building. But, Tommy, how relieved are you that you don't have to jump into Lake Michigan? Boys, it's a a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day
2: in Chicago. Uh, We almost hit 70 degrees today. Uh, I walked at least two miles today um, just because it was so nice out. Uh, My wife and I just went. uh, We just got back from a nice walk. Um, Everything's lovely. Everything's the best. Cody Bellinger's here. So I brought my uh, Chicago handshake with me to celebrate. So boys, cheers a rip, up. Tommy. Let a rip. This is for Cody. Um this is for not jumping in the lake. Uh this is for Scott Boris and Tom Ricketts and whoever whoever needs this. Uh this is for K-Fids. Um this is for everybody that believed in me and believed in this team as I did. Um so cheers boys.
3: I believe in your magic, David Blaine. <laughs> It's so good. It is. Oh, <laughs> we got a Malord face. We took him off the bigs. Oh, I remember my first Malord, Kevin,
1: been a while, we'll, Kevin. We'll we'll get into the uh, the scoop that you were on Saturday night. But just qu- quick reaction here: Cody Bellinger back three years, eighty million opt outs.
3: What do you got? I'm so I'm stoked, man. You know, I mean, we've talked about this before. You know, the, the whole Chris Bryant saga took a lot out of me as a Cub fan because, you know, I was a fifth generation Cub fan in being KB's coach uh, throughout high school. There was a lot of hurt feelings and it was really difficult to deal with, especially after the, like bullshit cap rumor that kind of kicked everything off. And it was a really tough year because I got to see it firsthand what it really did to the kid's psyche. And um, it was really tough for me. And obviously how everything ended and how, you know, everything has kind of gone since then. There's been a little bit of a, a frustration, and I've told myself this. You know, when the Cubs signed Cody Bellinger last year, I was super stoked. He's been my favorite non Cubs player for years now. At this point, and he he balled out for the Cubs, and we went right back to like what felt like the Chris Bryant saga all over again, except or you know free agency. And you know I was on you know at my wits end, and then you know I I told myself I go I was gonna I was gonna really go heal if 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 they didn't sign Cody, I was gonna become a heel. That was there's no choice. Um, to, just fool me twice, I'm done. I'm you know hashtag done as Zoe would say, but. The Cubs did it. Uh, I think it's actually a very good deal for Cody Bellinger. It's a good deal for optics for the Cubs. I think everybody in this wins. um, And I think that obviously you've got this, this deal where, you know, Cody's going to get more than what was initially um, offered from the Cubs as far as yearly salary, uh, especially the first two years, but he has an opt out after every single year. So this year's 30 million next year's 30 million year three is 20 million. He's getting paid $80 million. If he can't hit a ball and couldn't hit water, if he fell out of a boat, great deal for Bellinger. If he goes out and he balls out and plays like the MVP that he is, he can opt out after this year and get that long-term deal and make everybody pay whoever it is. You can say last year was a fluke. He does it again this year, you're paying up. So you know this is you know it. It's almost weird. The Ricketts family probably rooting him, rooting for him to just be kind of average. Um, but in the end, if he does what he's supposed to do, it's a win-win for everybody. It's it's kind of a Correa kind of contract. But Cody Bellinger's a Cub. Cody Bellinger has options. He's got the opt-outs, which is like gold for these players because it not only does it provide them an opportunity to make more money, but if he doesn't like the direction of the franchise, he can leave. He can tell them to F off, pound sand, I'm going somewhere else. He doesn't have to wait and let them decide his fate for him. He chooses his fate, which is all these players can ask for. On the other hand, Jed, Ricketts, they can say that they did the job. Jed can say that he won the negotiations, but really he didn't because he's really, we're just gonna be doing this again next year. Possibly if Cody doesn't play well, and if not, he overpaid for a guy that doesn't play well. So I don't know, <laughs> but it's all done. It's Cubs. You know, The Cubs have Cody Bellinger, the, the best player, the best offensive player on the team last year is gonna be playing for the Cubs in 2024. And then we can ride this and see where it goes. No more what ifs. We don't have to wonder, did we draft Patrick Mahomes? Should we, you know, kind of a Mahomes thing? He goes somewhere else in balls. No. Cody Bellinger's a cub and now we can just enjoy the ride. <laughs> Sorry, white Sox fans and uh, see where this goes. It's fantastic. I'm super stoked and I'm in like, I'm, I'm over it. This is my olive branch. Um, this is, this is great. You know, for me, I am, I am, uh, you know, if I could do like a fist bump with, with front office, I, here's a fist bump for you guys. We're, 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 we're bros. You there know, we whatever.
1: go. I think that that's, I think that's the highest praise you've, uh, so you're the you boys know. in a while
2: so proud of you. Well deserved.
1: Uh, For everyone tuning in live, shout out to you. Get in the chat. Let us know your thoughts. We'll definitely get into what this could mean for a few guys on the roster. Um, I also saw, I think about a half an hour ago, uh, Sedev Sharma wrote about uh, what a possible trade could be. Uh, He's he's thinking pitchers. Uh, We can take a look at some of those guys and see who could be traded now. 40-man roster is full. Uh, There's going to be a, a move here. Uh, maybe it's a DFA, but it's more likely they're going to try to work out a trade uh, to get uh, – obviously, they have to get Cody on the 40-man roster here. And uh, once he passes his physical and that becomes official. But for people tuning in, jump in the chat. Let us know what you think. Surprised by, at the end, Cody Bellinger going with a shorter-year deal, the Korea type deal. Uh, do, the Cub, do you want the Cubs to go for another boy's client? Maybe is there another short-term deal out there? We'll get into that. But as always, Pinball is an Ivy podcast presented by Sports Mockery. Make sure to download the Sports Mockery app. Uh, Sign up through email. Get a newsletter every morning. Get the latest news on the Bears, Blackhawks, Bears, or Bears again, because it's all Bears, Bears, Bears. But spring training around now, Cubs, White Sox too, and of course the Bulls, Sports Mockery, Sports Mockery app, SportsMockery.com. All right, Kevin, let's just do a well, you know,
3: I'll let but you know. What Tommy's, what, Tommy, what are you thinking? We let's find out what you you did a shot. Well,
1: I'm trying to I'm yeah. trying to give time some time to recover here. He's, uh, oh, he no, had to I was
3: fine.
2: Just went down the wrong pipe for a second. We're good. Um
1: <laughs> first off Tommy um, here. Quick question for you, Tommy. Are you surprised that at the end Bellinger chose the shorter deal? I'm After how long
2: it took for a deal to get done, I'm not super surprised that this is how it went down. Um, I think it ended up that it was as, as long as it took, it was going to be for probably big money for short term. I'm surprised that the Cubs gave him an opt out after both the first and second year. I would have, I would have more expected it to be after the second year and not the first year, Uh, but good for him for getting that option, because if he goes out and just stomps on the league and he's in MVP contention again and he's and he's batting 300 again and he's putting bombs in the bleachers like he can he can opt out immediately and then just go get more money so good for him on that he wanted to be in Chicago uh and he's back in Chicago so good for him on that too I'm I'm just I'm stoked uh and while I have the mic I need to shout out uh Joe at obvious shirts because he hooked me up with this shirt Cody Bellinger crushes baseballs. I told him we were yep. streaming. He said you need to shout out Joe at Obvious Shirts. If you you know Joe, you know Obvious Shirts. Um, he's one of the best Cubs fans out there. He's he's so nice to everybody. Um, he's he's just so great. I'm out of words for him. So make sure you shop ObviousShirts.com.
3: Yeah. Joe's a, a notoriously cruel man who treats people poorly, never does anything <laughs> for the community for charity. Yeah. So uh, absolutely horrible. Horrible guy. Nah, no, we love jokes.
1: Of uh, people's uh, cancer. Yeah,
2: but I'm I'm just <laughs> I'm so excited. It's been it's been so great this week. Uh, I mean, just seeing the clips of of camp coming out, and then the games, watching the games progress. We saw a lot of young guys kind of make their way up, have some progress, have some incredible things happen, and then the belly the belly news hits. It's just. It's been just great to have baseball back. It's been great that the weather's nice. It's I'm I'm just I'm just happy as a clam
1: over here, boys. Beautiful to hear. Uh, I have to say a quick uh quick recap from this weekend. Kevin came out from Vegas, uh, hit up a music festival. Also went to a spring training game. First time meeting Kevin. Good mm-hmm. dude. I can now say in person. Good dude. Uh, but more importantly, uh, Kevin, unfortunately, is still mourning the loss of his beer bat. Um, and oh, no. I did say after we posted our pictures uh, from Friday, I did say someone asked, uh, are you even a Cubs fan if you don't have a beer bat? Because in the picture, I think, uh, well, obviously, Cody, uh, shout out Cody Del Mando, Cubs, Cubs, uh, CHGO Cubs. Known for his uh, beer bat chugging ability. I did not purchase one at Sloan Park on Friday. And then I commented, uh, I replied to someone on Twitter being like, "Uh, sign Bellinger and I'll buy one. So I guess I have to pony up. Like, How much was it, Kevin? 50 bucks?
3: It was, so for one beer bat and a Modelo, it was $52 before tip.
1: All right.
2: Where's the revenue? Where's the revenue? literally. literally my Having beer bat—that was the final 52. They needed.
3: I'll say my beer bat paid for the final part of that Bellinger contract. You're welcome.
2: I just, I just also did my final payment for my season <laughs> tickets too. So between the two, there you we, go. We bought Belly. You yeah, and did. me bought Belly.
3: We built that.
1: We guys pushed it over the line. That's that's what Rick was talking about. I was like, we need the extra revenue. the The payment wasn't coming in yet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> always happy to contribute beer as revenue. That's fine. Amen.
1: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> So Kevin, we heard some rumblings. Uh was it Thursday afternoon? Uh what? So the news came out Saturday night or was it midnight? Well was no, it was, was night night. Sunday. It, well, well you're talking about Jeff Passon tweeted it
3: out. Oh yeah, Jeff Passon tweeted it out at twelve thirty. It's I think twelve thirty was it like that right it, it was time. Just... it was twelve thirty mountain time. Yes, yes,
1: yes. It was it, it wasty was, uh, here in
3: Chicago. When it so,
1: Kevin, Chicago. take us through Saturday night because the Pinwheels and Ivy chat, we had the scoop uh, four hours earlier.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, as you guys might remember, we talked about it last week. On Tuesday of last week, I tweeted some eyes. Um, and and a, Taylor Swift and uh, Ryan Reynolds' wife uh, cheering at the Chiefs game. Because I got a text, uh, me- well, not a text, a message from a friend that told me that I'm going to be a very happy man on Friday. Now this person is also the former high school coach of another Scott Boris client. I got super excited. I was super stoked. Uh, next morning, his response is no, 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 man. I was just saying you're going to have a great day on Friday. Cause I know you like Greta Van Fleet.
0: <laughs> uh, wah, wah,
3: wah. Now I admitted it that I got super excited about it. I didn't actually go on record by any means. So I cleared that up. Uh so then fast forward to yeah, so Saturday we're at the festival. Um obviously I was we went to the game Friday. I refused to buy any Cubs apparel, including the $50 spring training hat. Um, unless Cody Bellinger was signed. If he was signed, I'd have the hat, right? So we go to the concert, we're at the festival, uh Saturday night. Is there, you know, we had a really good afternoon. Uh we go see Young the Giant. Um, and then we kind of, you know, um Macklemore goes on. So Macklemore goes on, he's playing, it's great energy, yada, 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 and everyone's laughing and having a good time. And I get a text message from someone that I've known for quite a while, um, long baseball history together. Um, and I mean, re- I want to read it. The- I want to read the exact text. Um, and that way, I don't. I don't want to misquote it. But this is what I got. Uh, and this is a uh, this. This was at eight thirty eight p.m. Uh, here's the timestamp: eight thirty eight p.m. It wrote, "I'm not Lisa!" Exclamation point. <laughs> done deal. Double check mark. But do not mention me, which obviously I don't ever reveal my sources. I'm never going to burn a source. That's fine. Um, Unless they tell me it's cool. That's my thing. So for me, you know, my policy, I don't go public with something unless I can confirm it from a secondary source. But you guys also were privy to everything in the chat. We were being responsible, right? We had, you know, Tommy was writing up a couple of different versions. We're not going to post anything until we can get some, some, some full confirmation. Um, But this person, and I think I mentioned it a few times, he was adamant that this was done. And again, somebody that I trust, somebody that I've known, you know, still obviously have my policy. So we had this going. So, of course, we get a little we get a little silly. Of course, you guys, if, you're, if you've ever followed me, you know, that when, I, when I do know something, you kind of can tell. Uh, we play we play around a little bit. We get a little mischievous, mischievous with the uh, riddles. Uh, and I wrote, I can't wait to see belly bombs. Uh, that was the point in which uh, I was trying to tell everybody that, yes, he is signed, but I can't confirm it officially because I use two unrelated sources. And if I can't do that... There's a reason why I have a hundred percent record on this. So, um, I, we wait a little bit longer, but we're stoked. And I'm at this point, I'm, I'm, I know it's happening. So I'm at Macklemore. I go over to the high West train. I do a big old shot of a high West whiskey. Come back. We're celebrating with Macklemore sweating everything. And we're celebrating. And as we're walking home, the you know festival ends at 11 and me and my fiance, uh, you know, I'm still celebrating as if it's like fucking, it, it, it's like the Cubs won the world series again at this point. Um, we stop into this place called varsity, uh, which is an Arizona state university college party bar. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm Frank the tank. This is fuck it. Let's go. And so I'm celebrating belly and I'm telling random ass people in Cubs jerseys. Right. Uh, I'm like, Hey, Hey, Cubs sign Cody Bellinger. It hasn't been announced publicly. Just know. And they looked at me like, i got a fucking arm going out of my head. Right. And then we're like, Oh, Oh. And so I'm pumped and I'm, you know, and we're dancing and whatever. And like around 1230, I'm in, I'm up in the club. And, uh, Jeff Passon drops the passing bomb like 12, whatever 1230 something or whatever. And then boom, that was it. Like, I mean, and, and then all hell breaks loose, you know, everybody's out there and, and, you know, obviously the great stuff, you know, Lisa was right on this, but it was, we had a blast, you know, everyone was having so much fun with it. This became one of those nights where it was the most active I've seen Cubs Twitter since 2016 at two in the morning. Um, cause at that point it was still, it was still going like face, our Twitter was like lit at two in the morning with people just up and down and like, I was, like, afraid to put my phone down, to be honest. I had to take my Apple Watch off. You know, I couldn't monitor my sleep cycles. I had to take my... Because it was just beeping and bumping and, 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 and constantly, like, vibrating because there were just message after message from fans. You know, to people that I follow that I have, like, alerts on for. And just, like, obviously, push notices galore. And my fiance hates me. I, You know, I ate a pizza. We ordered a pizza. I, I got really extra spicy and got myself some fried pickles. And I literally ate the whole fried pickles and we ate an entire... Basically, an entire pizza. Uh, just sitting there, just vibing man and that was just that you want to talk about a great experience the cap off the end of the festival into it you know all that stuff you know you know you know what whether Lisa had it or not I don't care Um, because you know what Cody Bellinger's a cub and the lore is do you think I mean that's a great story like the Lisa story is absolutely fantastic whether or not it's true or not who knows but yeah that's the thing Lisa's getting all the love here
1: it was Lisa's friend yeah (laughs) Lisa's friend is the one who heard it.
3: Mm -hmm. The the only question is, this is is a little
1: poke a little bit of holes,
3: is I'm told that it happened early Saturday evening. That's what I'm told when it happened. So, little poke a hole. Questions is, why would the Cubs drop it at 1 in the morning? Why would they not announce it Friday before the game so that people can buy Cody Bellinger jerseys and two sold-out crowds Friday and Saturday? That is weird to me. Um, And then again, he hasn't even signed yet. He still has to do his physical. So he hasn't signed anything. So them keep saying he signed, he signed, he signed. He hasn't signed paper because they have to make adjustments to the 40-man roster as well. So there's there's a little bit of holes. It's kind of like the Jason Jason Hayward. uh, Sounds like the secretary was eavesdropping on a call. Right, right. The, the randomly speech as if nobody was just playing on their phones and he was just yelling it, yelling to the yelling to the clouds. Uh, we can tell the story. It's epic. It's a beautiful story. So I choose to believe that it was Lisa, uh, even uh, even at the cost of, you know, actually being first. <clears throat> Yikes. I
2: also learned a valuable lesson, too. So Fids was texting us uh, it said, write a blog. So I had a blog ready to go. And then I went to bed and that was just the worst move ever. So Aldo, thank you for being Johnny on the spot. He had something up, ready to go right away. And then I followed up with my spiel, uh, later in the morning, uh, when normal people were waking up, but I missed the party. I, I rookie mistake, you know, I know. And w- when the trade deadline comes around, I just won't go to bed. Like I'll be ready to oh, go.
3: That's right. Yeah. West coast is always that perfect. Because things happen two
1: things one shout out mountain time cuz it was i think the the tweet was like at 1209 and i saw it like 10 minutes later so i was like behind number two i was only awake cuz i was still wa- i was watching uh i was binge watching season 1 of love is blind with my wife <laughs> and i was still up and i was like let me check twitter anything happening oh t- 10 minutes ago uh jeff pass in breaking news i was like oh let me got to go let me deliver <laughs> yeah. this- Um, Uh, (laughs) just before
2: we move on if uh the love is blind thing i love that you're watching that
1: i'm starting from the beginning i just finished season one yeah how many umpires are on that show
2: millions (laughs) uh the season two is when they're in chicago um yeah it's it's it gets wild dude like it's just it's a good time i am looking forward to that yes uh
1: season one mark uh tough tough arc there for mark
3: we, oh, like, we like we like love on the spectrum here in this house. It's a c- great show too. Real cute show. Love on the my spectrum. Favorite,
2: my favorite is uh um temptation island, but we don't we don't have Ooh. to get into that. That's a whole different podcast. I'll say that for
1: Pinwheels at the dark.
3: You get Zogo and he'll give you the Vanderpump uh yeah. every week. <laughs> That's where he's going.
1: All right, so Cody Bellinger, we know at, at the very least. He's on the Cubs in 2024. We know that. We don't have to – no more speculating. Is he going to come back? What else are they going to – what are are the Cubs going to do? The lineup is going to be terrible without him. We don't have to worry about that, Uh, hopefully for a while. Now that he's in, the Cubs also made another minor move uh, the day after, or a couple days after. I think it was reported Sunday night. Mm -hmm. Garrett Cooper, 33-year-old first baseman, right-handed hitter, uh you would think oh righty he's a big uh slugger not really i think his career high was last year 17 home runs he's notorious though where he's now he's a good hitter because he hits lefties well i think he has a career like 120 wrc plus against lefties last year was one of his best seasons against lefties uh split time with the marlins and then got traded to the padres last couple months uh, see, I know, Kevin, you sent in how Padres people think he didn't get enough opportunities there. And if you look at the numbers, it, uh, yeah, it probably should have gotten more playing time, especially against lefties. I think uh, Craig Mish, who uh, broke the story first, uh, and he covers with the Marlins. He, he was saying he was going on about, and obviously he's seen uh, Garrett Cooper for five, six years down there in Miami. He's like, yeah, this guy's, this guy's good, deserves a chance. It's it's a big boy, embarrassing. Too. He has a minor league deal. Mm -hmm. however that's the that's the key in this because if you're a garrett cooper you're probably signing somewhere where you think you're going to get playing time right because you know if you're settling between minor league deals you probably want to go to the place where you're at least they told you that hey you're going to have a path here the cubs have patrick wisdom already who seems to be entering uh, spring training the de facto backup first base DH platoon guy with Michael Bush. Because uh, we pretty much know, you know, Cubs trade for Michael Bush. He's still a rookie, you know, 26 lefty. They don't want to, they don't just want to completely throw him into the water and be like, you're starting every single day. No, he, he's going to start most of the time, but it's mostly going to be against righties. So Cubs do need a righty, a right-handed hitter to hit against lefties. We all assume, oh, well, that's wisdom. Now they sign Garrett Cooper, and the antennas go up, right? And then we go to the Cody Bellinger signing. Hey, forty man is full. There's going to be a trade, right? What do What do you guys think? What What do you guys? Yeah, who Who's moving? Is it Wisdom? Is it someone else? Is it Canario? Also, first
2: first off. First off, I just want to say, Garrett Cooper, like I've seen him live like so many different times. That's a big dude. He's a big boy. <laughs> yeah. Six, he's five, awesome. like yeah. 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 He is awesome. a big boy. So if he's coming in here, he better be hitting bombs or something because that is a large man. That the tiny just- letters on
3: those new uniforms are going to oh, look yeah. strange on that
2: big yeah. back. Is. He's going to look like the Little le- So I used to work at a sporting goods store. And we when we made the uniforms for the Little Leaguers, like you had to be a certain age group to get the eight inch letters on or the eight inch numbers on the back so we had these hoss like 10 year olds who like had to be wearing the six inch numbers on the back so they've got this they're bigger than me like huge backs but they had the tiny numbers that's what this man is going to look like in these new uniforms he's huge that's my analysis
3: (laughs) oh man i'm sorry i just got saw something someone attacking uh uh, obvious shirts yeah no with, with cooper man Look, we've talked about Patrick Wisdom on this show quite a bit. Um, you guys know if you've listened at any, you know, for any considerable time, I've not believed Wisdom to be. I, he was never. I don't ever believe him to be starter worthy. I believed him to be a platoon guy on a good on, on a contending team. He's a platoon guy yeah. with another, another, you know, a left handed bat because he 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 himself before last year mashed lefties too. Last year his OPS after, especially if you take away April, it gets even worse. But he mashed lefties. Up until last year, last year, his OPS against lefties dropped 100 points. He actually hit lefties worse than he hit righties, which is not great. Um, and so it made me wonder. You bring in Cooper, and, and here's the numbers with Cooper. This is exceptional. Last year uh, in 2023, in 112 plate appearances against lefties, he had a 145 WRC plus. In his career, he's got a 286, 338, 478, 120 WRP, WRC plus against lefties. Um, and this is this is a, this is a veteran guy, a former All Star, 2022 All Star. I don't care what anybody says. If you're an All Star, you you at want- some point. You're not too bad, right? Um, I had some of them, I had a Sox fan in my mentions today. Oh, it's the All-Star game doesn't mean anything. Shut the fuck up. No, you're wrong. Um, and so this is a big part about what Cooper does. So perhaps the Cubs looked at Patrick Wisdom and said maybe there's a noticeable regression. They saw it after April. They obviously they still, you know, he got his arbitration, I believe, right this offseason, But it's still yeah. really inexpensive for a guy that could possibly be traded for, uh, you know, to another. You know, we've talked about some of these possible deals. I think just reading the tea leaves on that. Again, we talked about with my friends, I have some people, I have some pretty good contacts with the Padres organization uh, with specifically with their advanced scouting people. A lot of them were huge fans of Cooper. That's why they traded for him last year at the deadline. There's someone they were trying to capture, but it, he didn't get the playing time from, from you know, the 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 skipper. They didn't, you know, they, you know scouts can't tell them what to do. You know, they're going to do what they're going to do. You know, it's, that's not how the Padres run. The Padres are a little bit in chaos because of what happened with the passing of their owner. There was a lot of just chaos and salary stuff going on. I, Cooper might have been just one of those casualties of chaos that slips through the cracks because they were like, dude, he should have played more. They said that he could yeah. have hit 25 home runs last year too. Like, if all you, you just gotta play. Um, and so I don't think that he's that, that. Deep into it, but I do think that you give the guy the right-handed starts uh, against the lefties, um, but it also does something else. We've got Bush, a rookie as well, filling that left-handed bat at first base. By the way, Cooper plays really good defense at first. We got a, a good defender at first that's a huge target for Christopher Morrell, possibly, who has some throwing issues. Having a big dude over there sure hell makes it for a big target. Might help for a little bit, too, with uh, Wisdy. I uh, And Now you have Bush going in there. If Bush goes out there and he struggles a little bit, you could say, hey, Coop, give him a spot start. Go hit against the righty. It's fine. But you can give – you could take – it takes the pressure off of Bush to not have to be the guy, like we talked about last year even with Matt Mervis even, and Mancini, what we thought that was going to be, but it turned out to be <laughs> uh, uh, Aldo's boy instead. Um, oh, yeah. Hosmer. Hosmer, so, <laughs> 2000 legend,
1: 2015 <laughs> World Series champion. I respect
3: him. New podcast host. Um, new, so this is a great – podcast,
1: podcast competitor. He's our enemy. Yeah. And uh, probably
3: future bench coach of the Chicago White Sox because yep. he played for the Royals. So <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, he'll be hired soon. But th- this is a great move for the Cubs. It's an absolutely fantastic move on the fringe. It is, It is again, because this is the offseason of non-roster invitees all across the league because they're not giving out contracts. There are so many players still sitting out there. I think we're still sitting at, what, 90-plus free agents that haven't been signed that should be inked at this point. It's not just Boris clients. Ownership is—they're not divvying out like real contracts. They're giving out these minor league deals, these these non-roster invitee things to save money. If you pan out, they might maybe you get a little bit more, but they're they're playing it a little bit cheap after uh, after taking a couple hits from the the players last couple years. And you know, I, I do think that there's a little phantom lockout going, and I've heard that from players, both Boris represented and non-Boris represented. So this is a really good deal for the Cubs in the sense that they get a guy in there that chose the Cubs. could have gone to the the Red Sox. Uh, we know that they were in there at the end as well. But he wanted to come to the Cubs. Now, why would he come to the Cubs if he didn't have a pretty good sense that he was going to be the starter? Why would he waste his time here on a non-roster invitee type contract and maybe take something where he, he he would make the team in Boston? You know he would like, and yeah. so this is a big thing for him. So those are some tea leaves for me right here, where I'm like, is there something coming more? I know the Cubs probably are set payroll wise. That that 30 million from Belly basically hits what Ricketts was talking about last week when he said they're they're almost a threshold, but not at the threshold kind of thing, and they're going to be fine with that. So, you know, I keep an eye on some of our, you know, some of the Cubs' prospects, maybe pitching, wisdom. You know, I, I think it would kind of be, we talked about, joked about it last night. If it's not wisdom, would it be funny if it was Canario and Killian that went to somewhere, in essence, you know, like, like say, for Bieber, and you basically just traded KB for Bieber just yeah. late, like, yeah. four <laughs> yeah. years, two years later. So, yeah. it's a good move, right? man. It's awesome. I'm super stoked. That was a good I one. Will, I will
2: say, too, about this Cooper move, what it kind of, like, after... After the initial shock, it was like, what, why? But then you guys put the numbers in, and then I did a little more research on them too. I'm like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. You know what it kind of felt like? It kind of felt like in fantasy baseball you almost get somebody so no so somebody else can't have them, you know? So it was like this is a good pickup for the Cubs because now somebody else who probably needs this can't have it because he's ours. Like it's it was it felt like one of those moves too, where it's like nobody's really looking this way. People are really focused on still like Snell and Montgomery and Chapman still sitting out there to name all the Boris boys. Why not go and do this, make your roster a little better and figure it out on the back end? Because Something's about to happen. I don't I, like somebody's about to get axed basically mm-hmm. because we need to cut to make room for belly on the 40 man roster. Mm-hmm. Something's about to happen. So why not just do it now and figure it out?
3: You know, Tommy, I'm, I'm a little concerned though, hearing you what you just said. Are you that guy that fucking drafts like four kickers and four quarterbacks in fantasy, aren't you? Just so nobody else can have them, then you try and trade them later. That's you.
2: I- so this was my first year back into fantasy football <laughs> because when I was in college, I had like six teams at one time, and I just I just burned myself. I was like, I can't do this I to myself. And then I just stopped. So yeah, I, it was so bad.
1: I wanted. To, I was gonna say with the This Cooper signing it, it very much reminds me of uh, the Brewers just signing or like d- either doing a trade where it's like, why did they give up nothing to get like a pretty good hitter? where they just sign like a pitcher that just works out for them. Th- this is what it reminds me of. Like, Garrett Cooper coming off a down year, and like his down year was like he was barely below average. Cool. Still killed lefties. And it's like, hey, you're getting him like basically right over the league minimum if he's on the team opening yeah. day. Uh-huh. And if you use correctly, and that's why they got, that's why they, they're paying at Craig Council the most money out of any MLB managers because he, he knows uh, how to play the matchups. He knows... When to get get guys in the lineup or not. This is, and, I love it. But also I wanted to ask you guys, is there any scenario where opening day, Patrick Wisdom and Garrett Cooper are on the opening day
3: roster? Or does I it just not work? Unless they trade magical instead. If they um, if
2: they're on the roster, that's fine. But if either one of them are in the starting lineup, we have a problem.
3: Unless it's a lefty I, opening day. Unless it's a lefty. Sorry.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And here's the well, thing the Rangers who's starting for the Rangers opening day of all day,
3: so it'll be Bush if he's healthy, right? Um, here's the thing, too, I love, and we talked about this in our chat the Cooper move, obviously, ink and belly. Now, the Cubs roster as is now allows for not just the consistent veteran proven guys, but now it affords the opportunity. For these young guys, the Bush, maybe the the Canario, maybe the Pete Crow Armstrong, maybe we don't have to feel like these guys have to be juggernauts to start. These guys can actually develop the right way by getting their little cups of coffee, getting their little tastes, getting their two steps forward, one step back, positive momentum as they grow as ball players and continue to get better, but they don't have to be the dudes. Whereas like last year, I felt like if Matt Mervis got called up, it, save us, Matt Mervis, we need your help. You know, yeah. We didn't have anybody oh. to play first base consistently. So yes. we had to have him save yeah. us. That's where
2: I was at. Like before we signed belly, it was like, we need these guys to be everything like mm-hmm. right now. But now that we have be- just one guy, changed the whole like the so much entire dynamic of the team. Because, because on Thursday morning, I was like, "Are we gonna are we are we gonna win eighty games?" And now on like after like Saturday and Sunday, and how beautiful the weather is, I was like, "I think we can get
3: ninety boys." I, like, <laughs> I'm in for ninety. I'm in what? for ninety now. Absolutely. Like, and all the this, flourishing prospects is huge because again, to let these guys come up, and again, Pete Corr Armstrong. Like he's so exciting to watch. Like, if you again, the base running, we saw it on Saturday, right? I mean, we turn our back for two seconds and he's, you know, ground ball to third with a guy long hopping to first and he doesn't stop. He's round third and he's scoring, diving in head first. Canario is helping him out, telling him down. Good things to see. You know, God, Brennan Davis is hitting pissers and hitting bombs. All these guys are all of a sudden, you know, they don't have to. They can, we can catch lightning in a bottle now. You can, you can gamble on the lightning in a bottle. That yeah. is what we didn't have the, the, the luxury of doing you had to catch 15 lightnings in 15 different bottles with the way the roster was constructed last year. And they almost did. They caught some lightning in a bottle, which is very rare. So it means you kind of might've lost a little bit of that luck this year. This is a consistent, there's no question marks. This is an exclamation point, not a question mark. And that's what you deal with a good, well put together roster deals with absolutes and no concerns. And then you can build out from there. They can add new arms, you know, bullpens change so quickly they can bring guys up and down. They're going to have a nice battle for the rotation. You, maybe you add another guy in a trade piece, all of this stuff now allows the Cubs to operate like a team in contention with a healthy farm system and that is everything the Cubs need for success now and at the deadline and deep beyond this. And that's the that was, is what gets me so excited about all of this.
2: Yeah, and the thing is too that you know no there's I'm not knocking David Ross. Like he he helped us win a World Series championship manager for a while like there's no knock on david ross craig council is just a better manager than david ross and when the cubs went and got him we saw what he did in milwaukee there the majority of baseball fans didn't know over half of the people that were on the milwaukee brewers and they were consistently in the playoffs and they made it to a couple championship series like they were there and nobody knew who these players were now he comes to Chicago where he even said himself like it's different here. It's sold out on the first game of spring training first off. But then now he's got players like Bellinger, Dansby Swanson, uh, Ian Happ. These guys that have been around the league for a while. People know their names. Now add that into what he can do with these young guys and picking their spots correctly. Like let's say like in the middle of the summer, Ben Brown is going to at some point be on this major league roster and he's going to be coming out of the bullpen. He's going to know exactly when to put him in the game and say, go get me three outs or go get me six outs or just finish this. You know, it, I just feel so much more confident knowing that he is in control of the game and is going to control who goes where and when, because the dude knows baseball better than anybody else. Like he's so good. I, yeah, I'm with you, fids like that. I am so excited just because I feel like we made so much progress last year. By the way, I know I'm new here. I am a we guy because I feel like I am putting in as much investment in this team as they are. So I will say we, and I'm not going to apologize for it. We as a team. I will. We're in a better spot than we were last year, and we had so much momentum in the back half of last year, and then it just kind of fell apart. I feel like we're not going to fall apart this year. I feel like that momentum is just going to build and we're going to correctly divvy out the responsibilities over the summer so that way when late August, early September comes around, Greg Council is going to know every single player inside and out and know who he wants to take with him into October.
1: Yep. And and then just going back to just what it means bringing back uh, Bellinger, getting him back on in the lineup. It's... It, <laughs> We I, I always talk about Kevin Kevin talks about, you know, the question marks and exclamation points. I view it as eliminating the doubt, eliminating the bad. Uh uh, you know, you go into every season, there's always going to be some risk. Yeah. You know, Cody Bellinger can take a step back. Maybe he it maybe he isn't like the great player, but he's still good, right? But maybe he takes a little step back that could happen that yep. maybe say Suzuki uh is just never he's never going to break out and be a full season star maybe it's going to be a couple months at a time uh you know maybe uh, Nico, the defense I've, I feel confident in Swanson and Horner uh you know morell I think a lot of us are expecting him to at least still be that power threat but what if it's nothing more than that like there's all these things that we can say like Like, ah, there's a little risk there. Like, it's not all a guarantee, right? These guys aren't, uh, not all of them, at least a couple of guys are still, you feel a little uneasiness about. But with Bellinger back, just on paper and as a group, you know, you do eliminate some of that doubt. First base, and last year was just such a joke when they started with Eric Cosmer and Trey Mancini. And it's just like, why? Like, what are you doing? And, like, that's the other thing. Michael, maybe Michael Bush, maybe what if he's not good, right? It's like, okay, you got Garrett Cooper in there. What if Garrett Cooper doesn't work out? It's like, okay, you put you put Cody Bellinger at first base because hey, hopefully one of your other like two or three outfield prospects is breaking out. And they're going to be contributing in center field, whether it's PCA. If you keep Canario, if it's Mike Talkman as the fourth outfielder, and he gives you another couple hot months, all these depth moves. And you know, for our yeah. uh, for our White Sox listeners, if you guys are tuning in, we, we we always make fun of the White Sox during their window of they just never had good depth, right? And w- what do quality teams always have? The Dodgers of the world, Houston, these teams that consistently make the playoffs. Every team gets hit with injuries. The Braves, teams get hit with injuries or down performance year in year out. What do the good teams have? Quality depth. Yep. A guy who can step in and hey, maybe he's not going to be the star on the team, but he'll give you a good week. He'll he'll give you consistent defense at whatever position you plug him in. He'll have a solid on base percentage, and you're not just dying because you lost your one guy. Like did, like on. last year, remember when Cody Boundary got hurt in, in Houston and he was out for one month, just offense went dead. Yep. Like yeah. like
3: <laughs> I'm gonna I'll go out on a limb and say this. I believe that this team has more back end depth than anything Jed provided. The teams from 2018 before they did the fire sale in 2021. I believe this is better. This is the back end depth that I was begging for, and everyone put all the blame on the core, but the core can only do so much if there's no back end depth. The core is fucked up front, and Jed didn't build a Deep or Jed, Theo, whoever, everyone, the whole of all of them, they didn't build back end depth. So those guys were left out to dry. So it's much easier to blame them. So they couldn't struggle. KB couldn't struggle. Javi couldn't struggle. Rizzo couldn't struggle. Schwarber couldn't struggle. Nobody could struggle because there were no back end depth to provide some sort of protection on those. You know, when the guy doesn't, it's noticeable when KB's out because he's banged up because there was nobody there's, else
2: to do it. Yeah, there's nobody within 50% of what he can do. Yeah. That was the thing about last year. It was like the whole year it was like well one what one guy would go down. We're like, "Well, we're screwed." Yep. Like uh, yeah, Nico goes down. "Oh, we're screwed." Cody goes down. "Oh, we're screwed." Like it it was just never ending.
3: We have many eggs in many baskets now.
2: Yeah. Now it, yeah, now it's like if yeah, if Cody goes down, it's like, "Okay, we got backup." Like Cooper's here. Michael Bush is here. Peker Armstrong is waiting. Like even, I mean, talk about pitching depth. Like if I could have depth anywhere, it's going to be pitching because we have a fight. We have, the Cubs have eight different guys listed for five starting uh, starting rotation spots. Eight guys. That that's could be- in a, That's a without trade. a trade. That's without a trade. That's incredible. That's great. You want to be there. And if all eight of those guys are doing fantastic in the spring. Like if they ball out all spring, Hayden Wesneski, not so much today, but (laughs) if if, if, if six or seven of those guys ball out, that's a great problem to have because then they're going to have to make a decision of who was kind of greater. Like that's
3: awesome. I'll piggyback on that. One of my, one of the most important things as a coach that you look at um, when you're building a roster out too, is the fact that, if you have guys that are automatically awarded a job because you lack the depth and they're basically given a position without truly earning it, you also have some problems. And my favorite phrase, iron sharpens iron, competition breeds excellence. You yeah. have guys competing for spots that if you don't get it done, back of the line, buddy. And now yeah. all of a sudden, you know, when you don't have that, guys are like, I'm making the team. Pff, this team sucks. We're not good enough. I'm making the squad. Now all of a sudden, even Kyle Hendricks Hey, you're not giving him. You You go perform, Kyle. Love you. But if you don't get the job done and someone beats you out, someone beats you out. So go show me. Don't tell me. And now, this is the best part of this uh, with the depth of the rotation. Seven, eight guys are all vying for for their piece of the pie. And when people are scrambling for the pie, you get their best. You get their fastest foot speed, if you will, to get to the pie first. So, competition is going to completely alter the the, the rotation. Who Tommy Hottavoy does a great job. Hottaviy does a great job with him already. Um, out there, it's a lot of you. Did I say it right? How do we, how do we say it? Um, going out there, uh, and he gets to do his job now. Hey, you look good. Tweak this. Hey, if you don't give me, the, if you don't give me the best you got, if you, if you take one second off, someone else is jumping you. Nobody can take anything for granted. Nothing's being awarded. Nothing's guaranteed. And that's going to make this Cubs rotation and the pitching staff as a whole so much better. Cubs in four.
1: I love it. I, love, no, I think the Cubs. Uh, we, I, I we've been over this before the budget re-signed and we're thinking comparing this team to or what this team could be in 2024 to what it was in 2023. I think it is a little completely lost of just how awful they were uh, through June when they were, you know, 10 games under, they got swept in Anaheim, I think. And it's like, well, at the end of the season, you know, it was a different team. The offense was actually not bad. I think it was like a top 10 offense at the end of the year. It's just, again, eliminating as much bad as, uh, as possible early on. You want to read this comment for the, uh, for the podcast the listeners Kevin
3: uh, Don Garcia jr. Asks, what are the chances of the Cubs getting cease and socks getting Pete Cole Armstrong? And I would say the odds I'd put them at about, uh, the odds of me, uh, taking, Kate Beckinsale to a high school prom in, you know, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. That's about, I'd say those are about the same odds. All um, right.
2: I'll go on. I, I'll make my second since I'm one for ooh, one. One for one. Here we go. Word bets. <laughs> if, uh, if that happens in 2024, if the hubs trade Pete Crow Armstrong for Dylan Cease, I will change everything in this room to Chicago White Sox.
3: Ooh. Clipped. Clip. I mean, I was gonna I say the uh, go tattoo, but hey, you're you're gonna redecorate. That's that's much more than a tattoo.
1: Last time the White Sox traded a starting pitcher of the Cubs, Cubs won the division. So
3: I would oh, like yeah. to win. <laughs> oh, we forgot to read the tea leaves, too, by the way. Because yes, Jeff Passen reported it. Wait, like, if he was if he was on my book, he would have had it just right at the 224 mark. Cody Bellinger agreed to terms with the Chicago Cubs on 224-24. Bang. Bang amazing wow
1: that was
2: only
3: your eighth guess the day (laughs) (laughs) my cult is starting again um you also had the beautiful part about the uh you know he he's showing up the you know he finally reported even he was still waiting for his physical but he was back in that clubhouse the same day dexter fowler came back to that clubhouse in 2016 so we've got some really cool hey it worked out pretty well then hey we know this, the Cub fan and Cubs lore is ripe with crazy stories from a billy goat to a nerdy guy wearing headphones, dropping a ball that Moises to lose should have fucking caught anyway. Uh, you know, all the way down to, you know, nobody blaming Alex Gonzalez, or, you know, you've got, you know, funny stories about, you know, now Lisa has now become this iconic like story. Like Cubs fans, the Cubs lore is, is just chock full of these cool stories like this. And so it's just, it makes it all that much more enjoyable. Look, I,
2: I don't, I haven't got a chance to get sentimental about the Chicago Cubs yet. I'm, I'm still only two weeks into this, but being a Cubs fan is so much fun because of stuff like that. And we go to Wrigley and we play ball at one of this a beautiful ballpark that's older than dirt. And it's stuff like that that makes this fun. You know, I'm out of like, I, I'm at a loss for words. I, everything you said could have brought a tear to my eye. Honestly,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's this beautiful part about it, man. I mean, we take things uh, again. We take a Jason Hayward speech where guys were probably tweeting on their phone or messing around, texting their girlfriends or whatever between, you know, between the rain delay. And we make that an epic speech where we think that he's out there like fucking Russell Crowe telling what we have in this life echoes an eternity. You know, it's fine. It goes into the lore. It goes into that basket. And 20 yeah. years from now, it's going to only be. Lisa was right it's only going to be all you know the the hate you know Dexter showed up on opening day the Hayward speech all these stories they just grow in legend and that's the beautiful part about being a fan of a, a franchise that has been around longer than anything else in baseball um for this reason the stories are just they're there there's there's yeah. more than a century of this and and it just continues to grow and being a cub fan and my fiance was taken aback Cause she's never been, you know, she's, she's gone to a, you know, the Cub game here in Vegas, but she's never been to like a Cub game. She's not a big baseball fan you in general. Guys, so come
2: out, come out. For her, it's out. It's she, she hates,
3: she doesn't, well, she doesn't hate baseball. She just doesn't know it. Like, but she, she's like, holy crap. And I'm like, what? She goes, this isn't like, she, she sees Golden Knight. She knows Golden Knights fandom. She doesn't understand that the Chicago Cubs fan base, there is the, the Cub fan base and the Yankees fan base. The Red Sox fan base really are the three like, the the fan we and I explained to her I go when the cubs won the world series the cubs had one of the largest gatherings of people in human history to celebrate yeah. 5 million plus down down on the parade route and she was just like like I get it like she's like I get it and that's the the coolest thing for people to see is that being a part of this is what makes it special there are cub fans that you'll argue with and there are cub fans that you'll get along with and we're all negative positive yada 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 but in the end all we want is for the Cubs to win. And, exactly. you know, how we get there is obviously up for debate. But in the end, when the Cubs win and are winning, everything is right in the world. Yeah. Um, and this and is where team we're team. getting to that point now, hopefully. where yeah. It's back to that golden era from 2015 yeah. to 2020 where the Cubs are making the postseason almost every year. That yeah. makes it fun to be a fan. It's it's yeah. hard. Sorry, I didn't mean to get us off track.
2: But so <laughs> what you're saying is um, basically – with the way things are now, now that we got Cody, Lisa was right. It's the anniversary of Dexter coming home. So basically, I'm just listening to Green Day all summer. I'm just listening to Wake Me Up When September ends. Oh. And we're just playing playoff baseball. Is that all I'm yeah. doing?
3: Well, that only means if they can play Time of Our Life at the end of the season when the Cubs win the World Series <laughs> on a nice montage. That. Yeah. That'll be my 1998 Cubs song. I'll never forget that. That playoff game when the Cubs got knocked out in 98 by the Braves. Me, my dad, and my grandpa. Three generations of Fiddler sitting there enjoying that game and when the game was over i didn't expect the cubs to win the braves were pretty good that year but when the game was over they played that song at wrigley and the players were coming out handing out bats jerseys hats just interacting with the fans it wasn't a sad day and it was one of the most memorable baseball experiences as a fan i've ever had uh yeah. and that song will always echo to me because that was like the 19, that was like the 1998 song the time of our lives the, the other green day song the, the acoustic song which sounded nothing really like a green day song and there's something that's going to be, and we're going to probably get a new Eddie Vedder song. Well, guess what? Guess what I did on Saturday morning? Guess what I did on Friday morning? I bought tickets to Pearl Jam too. So all the good Cubs juju keeps coming. I didn't realize. See, you're welcome again. So I'm glad, I'm glad you brought this up because this is
2: kind of related. Now that like the Cubs are, we're vibing, right? Vibes are good in mm-hmm. Chicago right now on the North side. The Phillies, well, Kyle Schwarber stole or took a song to Boston and then he took it to Philly, right? And then the Dancing on My Own song, they've been playing it and that's what they did when they won. Do we need a song? Do we need a
3: vibe? Like when, like a Macklemore song, man.
2: Well, (laughs) obviously, we have, obviously, we have Go Clubs Go and then we have the seventh inning stretch. Like we have traditions and we have the YMCA during a pitching Uh change. Like we have all these traditions. But, and then after, Go Cubs, go! We get sweet home Chicago. Mm-hmm. Do we need a vibe? Do we need like a newer vibe to
1: get I, the people going? Get I the players always, going a I mean, little bit. I think
2: we the, need a little bit.
1: I think the closest we got like when Anthony Rizzo was still uh, with the Cubs, and when he, when, yeah. when when Bad Blood would have come on, like that was that right, was the closest yeah. thing.
2: That's the thing we need. That <sighs> uh, yeah, and uh, no, you're
1: right. Yeah. Tom, I've I've been yeah, dreaming was, of it ever since he left. Yeah. It's like there's yeah. no. There's no real song that hits anymore. So but-
2: I've been thinking about this for no less than three years. <laughs> at, at least once a day, it comes in my mind, trying to figure out what the song would be for the Cubs to get the vibes going like that. Because dancing on my own for Boston and then Philly is electric. I went to a wedding in Philly uh, this past fall. and It was actually during the playoffs. I went to the wedding. It was during one of the games, and the bride, huge Phils fan, and so the last song of the evening, they played dancing on my own. And during one of the breaks, I just screened fills and six and everybody went crazy. And then it died down. I said, the Cubs and four. And then I walked out of the room.
3: <laughs> you know what? You know what? Be You know what we should? It should be an assignment because you know where you're going to find the best vibe songs right now. I hate to say this as an old man. Internet. TikTok. Oh, no. Yeah, you're Internet. right we're going to run into a vibe song on TikTok and I, why do I feel like it's going to be a Post Malone song? <laughs> he's, he's changing his whole vibe right now too, but I think the best part about this is you got to wait. You got to wait and see how this team gels and figure out what this team's vibe is. That's and then the thing like find yeah. that vibe within yeah. how they come out of the gate. I can't pick the song. Right. Nico, Dansby,
2: Ian, Stay you know, off. Like You know who it could be. That's just stay, stay on, on has Taylor it. Swift.
3: Taylor no,
1: has me. a playlist of bangers.
2: I or is it Miley dance? Cyrus.
3: Is it Miley we, Cyrus we, or Taylor Swift? He likes.
1: We don't know his repertoire. He's gonna be at least at the very first run. They're gonna give him the time at first base. What if Michael Bush just comes out of nowhere, and he just has all the vibes at the We don't. I'm very. I'm looking forward to that first walk up. If
2: Michael Bush comes out of the gate hot, and he wants to pick a song for 2024. I Joe at obvious shirts can put it on a t shirt. I'll buy eight of them. I'll give them out to people. Like I'm ready. I am ready if, for a vibe. Like, what if it's it. like
3: No, that's not that's but I'm just thinking Bush. You can't there's no vibe 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 song with Bush.
1: No, 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 it's gotta be like Michael Bush has to come to out, out of cool. nowhere. It's gotta be like like Bad Bunny. Like it's it just gotta be yeah, it's something we're like, wait, what what Michael Bush? Why is Bad Bunny on? Wait, we're it's, into it's
2: it, we're vibing. Be- yeah, it's got to be something over five years old that is a song that, like, it was a banger, but nobody really, like, paid attention to it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. It's got to
2: be something like that. What about this? Is
3: this? I think this is, I love this one. This one's always fun. Are you fun.
1: to play songs on YouTube? For a couple seconds at a
3: time. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Not. That's a little Midnight City from M83. They always got some good. Oh, okay. Um, I, something local would be cool, but I won't be picky.
2: I, th- I'm i telling you, I've been thinking about this for three years and I still don't have an answer. So
3: Portugal, the man always has some good ones. Ooh.
1: That's the thing though, Tommy, the best ones are the ones that just, we don't think about it just pop. Yeah. It just, pops. Yes. it's kind of like, it's kind
2: of like when people say, like when people are, uh, trying to have a child and they can't for forever. And then they're just like, you know what? Like It'll happen when it happens. And then they immediately get pregnant. I want to be pregnant with a song for the Cubs.
1: We need to... <laughs> I don't know. What's the
3: what's the chorus of that? Okay, I got take it to the chorus. So this is the one that you'd like.
2: It would I, got, be I don't dope. want to get copyright. It would be dope if it was like Take On Me or something like that.
3: You yep. know, there we yeah. go. Who could play yeah.
1: that? Who would be on that?
2: <laughs> and it's got to be a band that's still Let's... together. got to be a band that's still together. So that way, when we're making our final playoff push in September, like the last weekend of the year at <laughs> Wrigley, they can play it like just from like the from the uh patio in like the in in the
1: right field corner they're just yeah. set up and they just play the song <laughs> i was going to say the other thing that sucks about the walk up songs now it's like with with the with the pitch clock you get you get less time you don't get that build up anymore add that to the list of complaints that i have about the pitch clock <laughs> <laughs> I do want it. I did want to get uh, back into a little bit of potential moves, and as we yeah, mentioned earlier, with to, uh, <laughs> uh, talking about Cooper coming in, Bellinger obviously uh, with Cooper, the Cubs don't have to decide to put him on until the end of spring training. But obviously, Bellinger once he passes his physical this week, uh, the Cubs are going to have to make a move here. Forty man roster. Uh, you know, we were talking about oh maybe it's wisdom, but uh, over at the Athletic on Monday night. Uh, so if Sharma wrote about how he believes uh, as part of his notes that the Cubs are likely to move one of their pitchers off the 40 man roster. D- d- who who do you I mean, you mentioned one of the possible names, Kevin. It, it could be a Caleb Killian. He's still on the 40 man. Uh you What? It better not be Dickie Love. I, I hope no, he cannot.
2: <laughs> I need him to be legendary.
1: I mean, I'm looking at the list right now. You know, Keegan Thompson coming off a tough year. He's on the 40 man. Uh, Mark Leiter Jr. Is there some trade value there? Bailey Horn. uh, I think he was added Reese or not or over the offseason.
2: Can I I throw something crazy out on this topic? Yeah. And if you want to berate me, by all means, I can take it. Um, This has been on my mind for a while with so many young pitchers that we have coming up. Is is um,
1: is Drew Smiley one of those guys? I've if if good. a team because he he does have stretches of being like a good starting pitcher, and obviously he blew up last year after June. He would be really good for somebody, Someone, right? One
3: he could be very good, yeah, or or if he if could I be the to, he could be the Mike Montgomery. I, uh,
2: yeah, it's true, it's true. But I feel like that's a name that could be considered in this scenario, right? Funny? Veteran. Veteran I mean, I was there last year when uh he almost no hit or perfect her perfecto the Dodgers. The Dodger. Yeah, I was there. Um, so I take full credit for that. <laughs> but it he just it seems like that would be one of the guys, and that's a name that they put out there for that type of situation, and the league kind of goes, Whoa, like, oh, it's like that,
1: you know? And you know, if if Ricketts was uh, being honest about, like, oh, you know, we're really pushing up against this uh, tax threshold, Drew Smiley is going to make him, like, what, $12 million this year. That right. would be yeah. that would be another, you know, yeah. big chunk of salary that could come yeah. off.
2: Another guy that's kind of on the books for – it's not a pitcher, but, I mean, David Bodie, he's owed five mil this year, I think. This is the last year. It this is the
1: last remember. year. Man, know. that I'm, I'm he had a sad. bomb the other day. <laughs> he, David Bodie. Like I love I'm, David Bodie. He, he's just, but uh, what No, what I was gonna say is like, he's just like the ultimate pro because he could have said, well, no, because he would have lost his money. But I mean, he's just been riding around the bus at AAA for like a year and a half.
3: Do you remember like, when it, he like, was the uh, remember I mean, he was he, the original? This guy can totally replace KB guy with Cup yeah. Fans. Yeah, well, and that's, then, that's like, like he, he
1: played. <laughs>
2: He played his cards perfectly. He had the bomb second half of a season when he came up and said, I want to be with this team for forever. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, we'll cut you a deal now because you look like you're going to the Hall of Fame. And then what happened?
3: (laughs) It's so many highlight home runs that people like, they only saw the highlights instead of the other stuff. in between.
2: That walk off Grand Slam. So I was watching, shout out the Irish Oak off of Clark Street. It's dead. It's closed. RIP. was my favorite spot in the world. I was watching the game there on Sunday night. And then I at the, t- at the bottom, two outs, David Bodie's coming up. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and pay my tab. Paid my tab, ready to walk out the door. Crack of the bat. From the crack of the bat until like 8 a.m. sitting at my desk, I have no idea what happened. But I did not go home, and I went straight to work. It was the craziest night of my life.
1: Well, that's what, uh, what was it? That was 2018. That 2018, made the Nationals yep. uh, sell, I think. That, uh... la <laughs> Great call. I know people shit on Matt Mascar's but I love his I love his uh, home run calls.
2: He's the only okay. guy in the MLB, the show video game, who could actually say my last name, so
3: I have much respect. All right,
1: there you go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't ask Zoda to do it. Don't ask Zoda to do it. <laughs> heads up. Just, yeah. just, just, I mean,
0: this
2: is, I mean, this is a conversation we need to have now because it's probably going to happen soon because Belly needs to be on this roster. Right. So somebody's about to get cut. So if it's a
3: pitcher, you're saying
0: they can't,
2: they,
3: quad? they can't file the contract with the league and not do it. So you'll know the minute they've actually filed his contract because they do have to make a, you know, a, a parallel move. Yep. Um a corresponding move or whatever. So I mean it, it could happen tonight. We may find out tonight. Who knows? Should like,
2: I should I punish myself for missing the Cody Bellinger news
3: and stay up all night stay up? for this? <laughs> you know. It's like the hard thing is you put your phone on sleep mode. And I that didn't. really ruins everything. The
2: ground. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it's it could happen. I mean, they have to make a move. They have to do something. There's yeah, there's no forty one be... man roster. So yeah, you yeah. Know, who knows? Yeah, no.
1: It's look at the names here. it's Just again, Does anybody in a, the chat have an idea of what they should do? Right. Like, I mean, is oh, it was Nesty? No. Are they are they done with was? Well, I don't think so because Craig Council was talking him up. I Think they'd be done it's with Killian going
2: the way of. <laughs> they would be done with Killian before they were done with Was. Yeah, yet.
1: I think I think Killian could be. I think it doesn't have to be a trade. It could just be a straight up DFA.
2: So yeah. I was talking to you guys in the chat about this. If we were going, if we were going to make a move for Beaver, which if I, if I had to bet on it now, I don't think we're going for it, but if we were going for it, don't, don't the guardians super like projects because Caleb Killian would be just delightful for them. You know, here's a guy we believed in kind of has some struggles. You guys might be able to figure him out. Can we have your best picture?
3: Huh? Maybe I mean, you go. got to probably send him another guy. You got to send him another. Well, you know, yeah.
2: One. Yeah. Something. Well, yeah. Then we go Canario and then. No, no I
3: think it will literally have to be.
2: <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. I swear though. The greatest. You- no, but here we go. I think this is how this should work. If we trade Canario <laughs> and Killian for Bieber, I say we also get KB back. That's fair. That's how we're that.
3: I yeah, just tell you this. If it was Canario. I mean, if it was a uh, KB for Bieber back in 2021, I wouldn't nearly have been as yeah. heartbroken because they would have gotten. They didn't get teenagers. Uh, but also, are,
2: why the hell would they have gotten Beaver in 2021?
3: Right. right. <laughs> so it, it in a weird back end way, you know that would be really a funny a funny story. At least again, that would add to the lore, right? KB right. still helping the Cubs out, right? We KB. He he was over there. And now, the the guys that they got for him are now bringing in Bieber, who then becomes that lockdown guy in the rotation. And whoop, next mm-hmm. thing you know, you know, we're dancing around. I think, uh, I think six. Bieber,
1: I think Bieber gets moved like July. So I think they do want to. Because again, like I'm telling you, Cleveland, I, I mean, they're, we're talking about a team who also doesn't spend a lot of money in free agency year after year. So like, they need to hit on their trades, and they they do do a pretty good job. Do uh, do, uh, and then obviously their scouting yeah, doo-doo, and doo-doo, drafting doo-doo. as well the have been so- uh, pretty I solid. Think,
2: so uh, let's talk about down the line here. Um, when the trade deadline comes around in July, the Cubs are either up two games or within two games of the division lead. Let's say the Cardinals are doing something stupid, maybe even the Reds.
3: But only it's but- 2015 with those names on their roster, <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Brandon Crawford. Did somebody say St. Louis? <laughs> But let's say that the Cubs are either within two games or they're up two games, somewhere in that range, right? Okay. They're gonna be so active at the trade deadline because they have so many assets and they could I like the the way that they are constructed with the assets that they have in the minor leagues and what they have in the major league level too that they that is dispensable almost, they they will feel like the New York Yankees of like we can go get whatever we need or whatever we want. Healthy farm,
3: healthy farm, stable barn.
2: Exactly. It's 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 kind it. of a weird spot to be. I haven't felt Trademark. this confident about a Cubs team since like when we were 2015 making a little progress. 2016, we win the World Series. 2017, we were probably a couple pitches away from doing something else, you know? That's like, that's when it started going downhill, right? I feel like we're approaching that 2015 era again of like mm-hmm. we're about to we're about to announce our arrival and then we're gonna go try to get one so and the
3: best part is that they have a draft team in place that takes that kind of decision making out of the hands of jed Hoyer notoriously poor drafter yeah
2: um, but that's the thing, thing too like yeah and that's the thing too like even in 2015 2016 like it felt like we were coming up but then we sold the barn to go do this right and we only got one out of it with carter hawkins as the general manager jed hoyer as the president i and i mean theo is a god in this city for forever i almost feel a little bit more confident about the future of the cubs than i did then because i feel like Theo's just not going to get carter they're just not going to give up anybody for anything right they're going to strategically put themselves in a good position for the future and the present
1: well, I I you, this they this question learned. that we got earlier.
2: They learned. Oh. Hey guys, do you think the Cubs will trade the prospects like they did in 2016 to win the World Series? Do you think they are close to winning the World Series? May I? Um, you may. They will trade prospects, but they won't have to sell everybody because they have so much ammo. Mm-hmm. And they are cl- and like I'm biased. I'm a meatball and I, it says it in my Twitter bio. I'm a meatball we're it's it's close i feel like we're super close
3: and with I that talent and the depth they don't feel like they have to do it they can walk away saying you know what i'm fine with letting canario play this out or i'm fine with letting you know uh jordan wicks you know give it a shot we're, we're good with that but yep. we're not going to give you as much because we are fairly confident in our farm system and these players that yeah. you might think that we're going to give you like the keep stop saying like the cease thing Stop. They're not the Cubs aren't desperate enough for Dylan C's. They got enough depth that in fact Pico Armstrong, don't even don't even don't let those letters off your your mouth because they don't need Dylan C's anymore. They can it'd be nice to have them, but they've got plenty of arms that could very well, we'll just, do as well as we'll C's
2: yeah. year. We'll just wait for Better Dylan C's to not get traded by the Sox again, and then we'll just sign him. Yeah.
3: There's no rush. There's no. There's no pressure. There's no force. There's no forced moves now because yeah. of the depth they've built and I'm the farm. Probably making,
2: I'm probably making enemies on the south side. I don't have <laughs> it. like I know that there's like a this r- r- like crosstown rivalry. Like I don't hate the White Sox. I like, no,
1: I think I'm with you. I don't hate the White all, Sox. It's all fun and games. It's uh, we're mm-hmm. just just poking. Yeah. poking I
2: fun. now let me get this. Let me. Let me set this record though. I would love for there to be a rivalry. Oh. I want two good mm-hmm. baseball teams in this
3: city be for I a red line series for so freaking long.
2: Then when in 2020, we didn't even get to have that, you know? Like because we weren't out at bars hanging out with Cubs and Sox fans. Like I feel like we missed it. We haven't really had it since like 2008, right? Of yeah, like that was Cubs the last time both teams fans. were good, but like, yeah. At the <laughs> same, same time, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the last time they were good at the same time. I want desperately for the White Sox to be good and the Cubs to be good at the exact same time because I want there to be a rivalry. I want there to be like jealousy. I was uh I was at the game when Eloy hit the home run and Benetti hit hit the thanks Cubs yeah. uh hit, hit, hit the words or the call. And I like I was pissed, obviously, but I laughed because I was like it's the it's the passing of the torch in the city. Like, yep, here we go. Like finally I can be mad at the White Sox or something. Like, I want two good teams in the city.
1: I've uh ever since uh they've been talking about expansion and like oh maybe they realign divisions, I would love the idea of the Cub Sox in the same division. I'd be all in uh for that if that uh, yeah. were ever to happen. Yeah.
2: But um, and, anyways, we're not trading for Dylan C's Like that's not going to no, happen. Uh-uh. I don't. Yeah, no chance in hell on that. But
3: that's White Sox fan holding on to the wagon a little bit there, <laughs> uh, the water wagon. It's,
2: but the but the trade deadline is going to be really interesting for the Cubs. Like I don't want to. I don't want to go too forward here. Like I don't like you know because we're three games in the spring training and I'm not going to. Or four games in or whatever. I'm not going to act like I know everything right just now. But. I think the Cubs are going to be in a position to make a push. And it's going to be interesting to see which teams that are on the bubble go one way or the other and being like, okay, this guy's now available. Like, what if, what if the Mets like go downhill a while? Pete and like Pete Alonso's is available. You know, what if the Marlins aren't good? And they're like, Hey, TA is having a, having a ridiculous year. Like what, it like, not really? that he would pay, not that he would play shortstop, but like, that it would just be crazy to see who does what to get who. And every, every move at the trade deadline connects to the next move. It was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this guy's not available now. So now I have to pay a premium to get this guy, you know? What
3: mm-hmm. if, what if, uh, you know, Cooper struggles a little
1: bit and the Cubs say, Hey, you know, there's a righty in New York. Let's go get that guy.
2: Exactly. Yeah, my first pay. Well, I
1: think if that happened, I, like everybody, like Bush was terrible. Cause it's like,
3: mm-hmm. man, we're not getting anything from him. Right, yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: like like
3: as far as that's concerned, it have to be like a mass fail.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I, like, there's, there's
3: always that though. It's a fixer. There's, it's not there's a
2: always game. there's always three or four relief pitchers in major leagues that you've never heard their name before, but at the trade deadline, they're the hottest target. guy. Yeah, yeah. And there's probably a guy out there. That's that the Cubs are going to trade for. We don't even know his name right now. We're not <laughs> going to hear his name until June because he's on the Royals and the Royals suck, but he can throw 100 gas in the zone for no
1: reason. Like, yeah, like, that's I how mean, it think, goes. think back to 2016. Like how many, how many people had Mike Montgomery on the radar? Uh, in Zero. July? <laughs> Zero.
2: I mean, even, even guys like David Robertson, when the Cubs had David Robertson, like.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I he was coming was off it, an injured ear, yeah, like he was coming casual, back from surgery.
2: Yeah, yep. the casual fan never would have been like, he's going to help the Phillies get to a World Series.
1: Like that's crazy. Yeah, no, that's and I, I do uh, with all these moves, or not all these moves, but with these new types of moves, because ever since Jed Hoyer took off, uh, took over in his front office with Carter Hawkins. It's always been before last year, really. It's always been like sell, sell mode, right? It's like, all right, we we need to replenish the system. We need to focus on the long term. We're not really consider, considered uh, considering the short term uh, MLB team uh, winning wise. So it it's it it still is a mystery, right? We kind of saw it a little bit last year. Like they did trade for Jamie Candelario, but like it wasn't like like he was having a good season, but it's not like he was a the a marquee name, right? He wasn't Pete Alonzo available at the trade deadline. It was, he was having a good season. He's the best bat because he was hot for three months with the Nationals. Right. So, like, it's that is still a bit of mystery. How aggressive will Jed Hoyer feel? Like, if let's say the Cubs, let's say it's a, forget about 2016, let's just say they're like, they have a comfortable lead in July. They're seven games up at the All-Star break. It's a good team. Guys are hitting, you know, everyone's contributing, but man, we still don't have that shutdown reliever, right? It's like, you know, Alzheimer's fine, but maybe it's another Hector Rondon season. Hector Rondon was pretty freaking good, but you, it's not, he wasn't that lockdown guy. I don't think the Cubs are going to be trading PCA for like a closer. No, but the
2: thing is, they have.
1: But it's just still such a mystery of at what depths will they go if they do believe, okay, no, we have a World Series team here. We just need that one missing piece. How aggressive do they get?
2: Well, let's say that PCA is an A and a B and a C make an A. The Cubs have plenty of B and Cs to package to go get somebody else, right? With Like, I do
1: feel... And I think I've, I've been saying, I thought I did think it was going to happen already this offseason. But there's definitely going to be one of these outfield prospects that w- we all have our favorite outfield prospects. I don't think it's going to be PCA. They That guy, I think, is the, with the Cubs, they believe him. He'll be but, with the Cubs. One of these guys, it's going to hurt so when they get, like, a Kevin well, Alcontra yeah. if he gets moved. In, I know it's going to hurt Kevin. If uh, Owen Casey, for any th- reason, if he gets moved in a deal, because, hey, that guy has... MLB power, but if that, but if you can get know, something obviously. really good, yeah. I think, I, th- I yeah. do think they eventually do pull the trigger.
2: No, yeah, I agree with you. I something's going to come, um, and I, I, I don't know. Uh, Jackson, that was just an analogy. I know a B and a C doesn't make an A. <laughs> I was just making an analogy, but I, I saw Troy's comment right here. That says, uh, any chance Cubs could still get another Boris client, specifically Chapman, J.D. Martinez, or, or uh, Montgomery? Great segue. I think, that's, I think that's a very fun topic to talk about because um, if I were to put money on it, I'm not going to make a verbal bet. But if I were to put money on it, I would say no. But how badass would it be if they were just like, we're going for it? I'm going to make up
1: two scenarios here, and I wrote about it a little today. Check it out, sportsmockery.com. Two scenarios, because I think think we've gotten to the point now. I mean, it's about to be March. If the Cubs either option A, they say they believe Christopher Merrill, he's going to be good enough defensively at third base, we feel comfortable, he's going to be our guy or at least semi-regular guy at third base. DH, you know, we can we can switch guys around. Maybe when Bush isn't starting at first, he DHs. Garrett Cooper, what do they do with that? Maybe it's still wisdom. But it's not, like, Cubs don't have a set DH right now, right? It's, it's more of a platoon thing right now. Right, yeah. So, J.D. Martinez, pro hitter, slugger. You know he's a slugger. He's going to hit home runs. You know that. Yep, always does. Yeah. Do you would you prefer him one year? Let's say between 15 and 20 million. Or option two, Cubs don't feel so confident in Morel. It's like, ah, we got, we still love his bat, but the defense isn't there yet. Matt Chapman, no one's offering you a five year deal. We'll give you two years, 45 million with an opt out. Go prove it. What are you guys picking?
3: Do you want JD? This is, the, this is the cool thing, though, about the you know, everyone's bitched and moaned. Hey, we need a deadline, blah, 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 whatever. This is where we're at now. The Cubs, because everything now, like, you know, look, sluggers, DHs, honestly, guys like JD Martinez will show up opening day rated play, period, right? So, you actually, especially if you're like courting the idea of a, maybe a JD Martinez, it actually allows you to give uh, Christopher Morrell enough time to show if he is going to be enough of the answer and if he isn't you know you you, you go a different way because you know you have him as your dh if he does ball out and he's been playing the first couple games he's made a couple really nice plays he's been consistent over there his footwork looks good by the way i watched you know i some of the things i keyed in early in the ball game his footwork looked really good um that that is an improvement that's one of the biggest things for a guy like him because the footwork leads to better fundamentals especially mechanical thrown away you know thrown across the diamond well you your mic opportunity yeah i was like punk bitch um but the uh you get this whole uh the situation where you actually can slow play a little bit more jd martinez if he doesn't sign until you know march 20th whatever it is he's gonna be ready to go um and so you can actually say let's give chris a little time and if he doesn't if he's not the answer we wait but if he is the answer hey let's go pop this bopper maybe martinez knows it he sure as heck ain't gonna sign with the giants right (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's,
2: that's the thing with these big names like they're at the point where they're going to i don't think anybody any of these names that are left nobody's signing for a multi-year deal i can
3: tell you that right now yeah. that's and how not, i feel they're not at home struggling desperate eating ramen for dinner yeah. every night
2: right yeah they they don't need to uh sign for for a big de- they're not obviously at this point they're not going to get a big deal right they're not going to get what they thought they were going to get at the beginning of free agency they're not going to pin themselves to a low ball long-term contract. They will take the one-year deal and say, fine, I'll play this game and go get it. I don't think that the Cubs are going to do anything else big like this, like a Chapman or a Montgomery. Those Chapman and Montgomery, those would be my two favorites, but I really don't think it's going to happen. I think if Morrell is not working out at third base and you're obviously not going to rely on Nick Madrigal to be the guy at third base, I think that's the that's where the trade deadline comes in. That's when you're looking at a move like that. If the Cubs are rolling and at third base isn't great, you deal with morell and wisdom and magical at third base. while you have Bush and Bellinger doing first base, maybe a little Pete Crow in the outfield. I don't know. I don't you know get, what
3: you do. get that lightning in a bottle with Matt Shaw. Correct.
2: Yeah. You so get the look,
3: light. He did not look no, overmatched in any way, shape, or form. He hit the yeah. ball hard. If, if that's all I he does. Yeah. That's if all he does. He
2: Matt,
1: always hits it hard. Yeah.
2: If I am Matt Shaw right now, I'm saying I want everything at third base. Yep. Give me all of the reps at third base. That's all he did all offseason. Third base because if he, if he, <laughs> I'm not going to bet, I'm not going to say it. If he only, only plays third base in the minor leagues this year, who's to say lightning in the bottle doesn't hit. And he is up here in August playing his third base for the Cubs in the middle of a pennant race. I'm going to
3: what up you, bro. I think that if he plays every day wherever he's playing, I think he's going to be by the end of may after the first month, month and a half of the minor league season. I, I truly believe that he's going to be already making uh-huh. that case. He hasn't done anything but rake wherever he's at. And right. every place you put him, he's overly advanced because he is. He's already developed. He's over advanced. So he's and not an 18 year old He's there. And then you're
2: sitting with morell and magical and wisdom. Three or two guys who can hit the ball super hard, and one guy that is really fast and fun. Sometimes.
0: Great <laughs> deadlines
2: coming up. Have too many of them. You don't need all three of them somebody could use one of those three guys. Mm-hmm. And then you find the hole in the roster and go take care of it.
3: Yep. My, Matt Shaw is that big. He's my wild. He's my dark horse. If you want to use that word dark horse. If you were doing yeah. bold predictions this year, my bold prediction is that he earns his cup of coffee because yeah. he's going to do it at AAA. a can't, can't juice balls. Man, come on. He's going to hit. He's gonna, Matt, he's yeah. He's going
2: to. Yeah. Matt Shaw as a third baseman if Matt Shaw just sticks to third base and learns third base by God, like go ahead and retire his number.
3: I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. But I don't. I, I, you've not, you probably haven't heard this. I have a KB's brother-in-law played at Maryland as well.
2: Has, oh, I didn't know that.
3: Yeah. And he said he's had nothing but like great. The, he, he says Shaw is there. Like he, cause obviously he's an alumni. So he's, in, right. he was already, when the Cubs drafted him, he's like, dude, wow, that is a, gold mine right there. So there's a lot of confidence with guys that played with him. They know the dude is just, he's that guy. He's like a Nico Horner, man. It didn't take Nico very long either to be really, as long uh, as he was healthy. You know what?
2: Nico got drafted in 18. He was up August of 19. Yep. Right.
3: Yep. So, so he's so one of those. Guys guys.
1: In, September, 2019. Yep.
2: Well, all the shorts in 22, August of 20, or uh, he was drafted in 23, August of 24.
3: I'll bet you to say Shaw's more developed than him at that time. Uh I think that yeah, he's, he's oh, not yeah. as developed as KB was. But I think that he was beyond where where I think he I would put his development where he's at at this age where Schwarber was that's just where I would put him yeah, yeah. That's, that's obviously different players but developmental wise that's where I would put him Schwarber was yeah. before the league got kind of a little bit of word out Schwarber was absolutely incredible because the league didn't know what to do with him Shaw would probably do something similar until they figure it out but I think that Shaw eventually. Will become more than just you know more obviously than the quarterback thing. He's going to be a a rounded guy.
2: I think too with with magical or not magical. I'm sorry. When with the thing with Horner when Horner was coming up, that was more of like a when he came when he came up. People were the casual fan was like, "Who? Wait, what? Who?" And then Uh, now with Matt Shaw, Matt Shaw feels like more of a name where people know because yeah, I, I think that part of that too is. More people were focused on the draft in 2023 when the Cubs were not so great compared to when Nico got drafted. Being like, why aren't we winning another World Series? Like,
3: <laughs> <Well>, this <laughs> podcast has been a Nico Horner uh, truther podcast from the get go. Oh, I... when people were saying that Nico was going to be a bad, uh, you know, not a very good infielder, but yeah. wasn't going to be able to hit well. <clears throat> Tommy, <clears throat> love you, Tommy. Um, I didn't say that, you, I, huh? Not you, other Tommy. Oh, thank God! Yeah, yeah, wrong <laughs> Sorry. I forgot you're Tommy. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, no, no, I joke with Full cow Tommy all the time because he was never he was down on Horner so bad, and uh, we joke about it because the fact is, hey, shout out Full Cow Tommy. You can see, I love Tommy too. Like, and and that's the thing is, like, he, to this day, he's like, you know, he we joke, which it's, it's something we can joke about now. Back then, I was like, come on, man, no, he's fine. Like, there was some negativity towards Horner. Yeah. Not all Cup fans were buying in, and. It, look, I'm ready to ride that train all year. This year, I'll he'll be my Nico Horner 2.0. I think again, like I said, I think he's more developed than Nico was at that time. I know that his Nico came up a little bit more out of uh, necessity, a little bit too. Um, this at this point, Matt Shaw is going to come up because he's just you can't hold him down much longer. You don't need to, um, especially unless there's obviously. Unless someone's blocking him, which I don't believe in that. I do, I really don't. If you're performing at the great, cool. The more hands on deck, the merrier. That's, Look, how, that's
2: how good of an top. athlete. That's how good of an athlete that Matt Shaw is, is because like he can see, oh, the Cubs like you can say Christopher Morrell, whatever. The Cubs do not have a third baseman right now. Mm-hmm. Go play third base. Go learn third base. Go be the third baseman. It's there for the taking. And, this and is the thing about Shaw similar. they've said
3: he's a mature guy. Yeah. He reads he reads the room well. He knows the score right now. He's not a guy that's going to be like, he's not a ball to the wall, like fly out of, you know, he's, he's a, he is a logical, that's what makes him so mature. He's a mature person that sees this and knows what he can do and what he has to do to get there. He's not someone that thinks he's owed something. He's going to go out there and rip it from your hands if he has to. And that makes it more exciting down the line.
2: So I was, so I, uh, I was born in Chicago, diehard Cubs fan, obviously, but I grew up in Atlanta. And i was around the time of chipper jones when Mm -hmm. chipper jones was coming up right larry chipper jones drafted as a shortstop comes up into the league plays a couple games of shortstop moves to left field because he had to play somewhere and then he found the home at third base matt shaw let's say he comes like he's he's obviously second base shortstop middle infield he's learning third base I'm not saying he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer who should have been voted in unanimously. That's a conversation for another day. But he could come up, be the third baseman if you want. Maybe to. second ballot. Second ballot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I just like, said- there's just so much excitement about this Cubs team. Like, this is such a happy stream. This is a oh, good yes. stream. Look yep. at our smiles. Look at us smiling,
1: boys. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm, not saying, what are right I'm not even wearing pants right now. That's the thing. I'm just. Down here,
1: one of the great things about so. uh,
3: about <laughs> this podcast,
1: where we also talk about the White Sox, is that we got into the Nick or I remember at the beginning, I got I got into the Nick Madrigal versus Nico Horner debate, and I'm glad uh, Nico is uh, proving me way right. By the Man. way, where's
2: Mitch? I thought Mitch was coming to hang out tonight.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, know. Mitch, big hater.
3: He
2: yeah. was like, hey, I'll be on tonight. I haven't seen him once. Unfortunately,
3: one. there was a big meth house bus that included a fire as well as somebody, uh, unfortunately, getting caught. Uh, uh, well, it's, it's Missouri. So, if Cardinals fans, more than likely, someone got their uh, yin yang caught in the, um, uh, the power outlet trying to uh, yeah. make it fit.
2: I'll save the NASCAR talk for Wednesday
3: night. I was going to say, yeah, for
1: people still tuning in, and if you want White Sox talk, they'll be it. Wednesday night, we're still going to be streaming. You guys are going to be streaming. Uh, 8 p.m. Central, uh, Mitch and Zo will be on as well.
3: We're getting out of the uh, way for you guys. All the Sox fans, we're getting out of the way for you now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah two hours
3: I, yeah. of it on Wednesday, because what, what are you going to talk about with that lineup giving up six runs in the first top half, bottom half of the inning against the Cubs in the you, first day of opening day? You should break down Jesse Travis. <laughs> Oh, that was fun and uh morell whiskers morrell almost almost hit me with the with the home run to left that was beautiful i was
2: whiskers looking for you guys rent. i was looking for you guys on the broadcast i didn't see you, you i can i, I screenshotted right on field.
3: i screenshotted myself uh on the on the um shaw double down the line which okay, had a, maybe i wasn't you, looking hard enough. the english on that pisser uh you'll see me i'm wearing i'm wearing my nico Horner shirt, so blue shirt white shorts sitting on a jacket. So there's no blanket under me. So look for the person that doesn't have a blanket. It's just a jacket that I was sitting on. I'm
2: going to be honest. I didn't record it. So I'm not going to go back to Friday broadcast.
1: (laughs) You can check it out. MLB TV has all spring training games for free right now. Did
3: they auto
2: auto where you knew
3: you without your permission to? Yeah, but they're
2: not. No, they do not have all spring training games
1: because they did not have it today. And
2: the ones that
3: they televised.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Tommy, I'm glad you brought that up. I have no idea how... And honestly, I, I don't think this is as much a Cubs issue because the Cubs have been doing a pretty good job with Marquee. They get almost all the games, but it's 2024. Are spring training games the most important? No, but you have a dying fan base overall. <laughs> give the people who still care and there's plenty. You, you give created, them something.
2: You created your own freaking network. When the Chicago, I don't care if it's spring training. I don't care if it's regular season, postseason. I don't care if it's fall ball. I don't care if it's fall league. I don't care if it's just guys out there getting their reps in. You have your own freaking network. I want a camera on any field that a Chicago cub is doing something baseball related and putting it on your freaking network. I don't bare need
3: minimum see. Cubs are out here hiring like a fucking I like, a, 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 I don't
2: need to see the top 10 Cubs plays of all time. I know them. Okay. I know them. I want to see the baseball happening at that time. <laughs> you got to buy more beer. Cubs, bats. The Cubs, they cut corners. The they just way, hired, they
3: hired a courtroom sketch artist and they're just going to show the pictures of each game at the end. This is yeah, a picture by the of way, hitting uh, a home run.
2: By the way, shout out Roman and Kenzie. I was on the MVP game with my wife. Oh, work. We were on season one.
3: You know, uh, Tommy. Uh, so you know, Justin and I went to high school together. Right, played high school baseball together.
2: It, it doesn't surprise me because you know everybody. So yeah, Justin and I.
3: Justin and I played club ball together even when we were uh, at, after middle, in middle school. So I've known Justin since I was thirteen years old. Great yeah. dude. Kenzie's awesome. No, they're, yeah. They're By the great. way, I know you're probably listening yeah. at some point, Justin. Want... Great.
2: The baby's adorable. They, uh, Kenzie posted a video of, of of Rose swinging the baby, and so <laughs> I I replied to her. I was like, seven out of ten swing. If he just brings the angle down a little bit, that's a double in the gap every single time. Yeah,
3: they're great. Uh, yeah. So if you haven't watched, yeah, awesome. that's great that you yeah. got to go on there. I couldn't take my fiance on there; we'd lose. It would just be me talking and her going. wait, I, is Pump questions. I I
2: I, I, my dad and I were quizzing my wife like the night before. We were like trying to figure out like how she she did very well in the game. And you know, we lost in the (laughs) we lost on a tiebreaker that was how many cubs hats do you have? And you had to send a picture in, right? I could only find like 20-something of mine. I know I have a bajillion, but I could only find 20-something of them. This guy. That I was playing, he sent in a picture with every hat with a Chicago logo on it. It wasn't just Cubs. It was Bulls and Hawks. There was a Sox hat in there and a Bears hat, and they counted all of them. So Mm. I should have won.
1: Demand a recount. Go back.
2: Yeah, I should have won, (laughs) and I didn't, but I didn't pitch a fit because it was just a game.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm
2: not bitter about it, and I don't lose sleep about it every single night.
3: Lisa was right.
1: Kevin, you gotta you gotta text
2: Roman. You gotta
3: text your boy. Like Justin, you need to look at these rules. Gonna have some rule changes. We'll call it the Tommy rule.
1: I had him on the
2: podcast that I did by myself uh, a couple years ago, and I and I told him I was like, you
3: guys (laughs) cheated. I should have won. He was so challenging
1: happy. Challenging this. This is uh, under review. Yeah, definitely.
3: Him definitely. and I get some heated texts going too. That, that's uh, we have for forever with the especially with, during the quote unquote retool. And he's always like, you know, it. it Schwindel was the next coming of of God, and his you know everything is. Justin will he wouldn't say shit with a mouthful of manure about the Cubs. Like it is always. It doesn't matter. The optimism is there. You know, he, obviously, me as a high school coach and been coaching for as long as I have, the logic goes out, the, you know, stays around. And so the, the motion, I've lost that. I used to be that way, but as a yeah. coach, I've obviously seen enough. And so him and him and I always go at it, but he's like, Oh, you're back. And I'm like, Dude, I wasn't ever out. I was just pissed off at everybody. Like, I was pissed off at Ricketts and, and Jed for lying and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I didn't leave. I'm
2: yeah, I'd like, yeah. yeah,
3: say, three, Justin, I was just mad. Justin I like, I love great
2: you. I just don't like you right now. Justin, great Cubs fan great yep. cubs fan. like i know i know good cubs fans when i see them he's a good cubs fan yes
3: he is he is he is a, an, an absolutely fantastic human being like yeah great.
2: great guy great guy great guy too and he's got some new music coming out so check it out <laughs> yeah,
3: i saw them here when he was they played here back in the day at the uh where were they at venetian or no where the heck uh eyes closed so tight baby. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> banger
3: you know in high school he uh he was in a boys to man boys to men cover band group yeah yeah, him and Mo Ros- Rosario, another noted Cub fan. They would uh, sing i love to you" to the high school. Uh, maybe um, 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 that's
1: the vibe song that we that comes out of nowhere. Some boys oh, to men, just
3: it.
2: Yes, Roe creates a new hype song for the Cubs. With, he did uh, good,
3: didn't he do a hype song a couple years? Didn't he do like the one hype song a couple years ago? Or am I thinking wrong? He did. Didn't like, like, like. No, I'm like talking like 2000, like 14, maybe, maybe well, even earlier.
2: He's got something coming out with DJ Flipside and uh, and Pitbull.
3: Oh, okay. so, yeah. oh man, that was funny, you. by the way. Side note, we were in Tem- we were in Scottsdale yesterday, although you might get this too because you've probably seen it before. We were in Old Town. There was oh. an entire like twelve person brunch group of women in bald caps dressed exactly like Pitbull, all of them the same. Pitbull all the way down the line. Oh yeah, I saw your tweet. Dying. I'm like, that's amazing. I guess they do bald cap brunches and they do like Voldemort. So I'm sure they're gonna do a Dave Kaplan who is Voldemort, but fine.
2: Uno, dos, tres, brunch.
1: <laughs>
3: Smoke jumpers or jumpers?
1: Right hey, I a Pitbull song could could bring the vibes if Michael Bush comes out. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I I I'm telling you, I lose sleep over this. So keep <laughs> on keep I, out, keep an eye out on my Twitter because I'm gonna be throwing out some ideas. If you're not following <laughs> all three of us on Twitter oh, by yes. now, by the way, stop being mean. Follow us. Stop being mean.
1: Follow us. Uh. There's- so okay. the club just wrapped up their first week in spring training. Michael Bush, say Suzuki debuted on Monday against the Royals. We got the first or the four guys competing for that fit spot starting. Uh, it was Wicks, Assad, smiley. And then Wasneski on Monday uh, to wrap things up here. Any, any overarching thoughts here? The first few days into spring training.
2: You don't want to overreact too much because it's the first few days. Everybody's getting a chance. Say I just made it say Michael Bush just made their first starts today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nico and Dansby just started over the weekend. Like every, like it's probably going to be a few days before we see belly, you know, like just, just be patient, learn the names, learn these names uh, and just know that good things are coming for the Cubs. If you learn these names, get, get a, get yourself accumulated or whatever the word I'm looking for is with these names. And there's going to be guys that are in triple a, there's going to be guys that go even down to double a, but there are guys that are going to matter in this cup, whether they are on the roster, making a playoff push or in a trade package to go get exactly what we need. These are the guys that are going to get the job done for the cup. So be excited. Like this is a fun time to be a Cubs fan. Enjoy it. You know, we, we went through a rough three years, uh, we said goodbye to guys that brought us our first world championship ever, basically, in our lives, right? And that was hard. And it was a tough three years. But, you know, that's why we're the best fan base in the world is we're resilient and and we stick with our team. And we were losing and losing and losing, but we were still putting 40,000 in the seats strong. And Friday afternoons are at Wrigley are just unmatched. Just keep, keep fighting with this team because they're ready to pay back what, what they've done to you in the last three years. Basically.
3: <laughs> and, and and look, it started, the rebuild started the day that they traded away you Darvish. That was it. That's the beginning yeah. of this rebuild. It was like, uh, December, 2020, it's been three, three years and like three months of roughly by the time we get to the, you know, whatever this is, this is a big thing and you know, don't overreact. You know, like you're saying, you know, I, I was actually really proud of Cub fans, by the way, on Friday, because if you're paying attention, Jordan Wicks played absolute piss poor defense in that second inning. He created his own drama. He yeah. he, could, he, he didn't get, he didn't break to first in time. So I could have had a double play ball to get out of the inning. Next thing you know, there's a number down the third baseline and he, he clanks it to guess what? It's spring training. That, that's yeah. going to clank it clank it in game one. Like th- these guys are going to take some time. The reps are going to take hold. They're all getting these reps. And over time, these reps are going to obviously get them to where they're at. Uh, yeah. Younger guys, especially older guys. Don't stress the older guys and how much they're not used. They're veterans. Let them work. I think the thing is, I love this, by the way, minimize Dansby Swanson reps because the dude plays every freaking game in the regular season. And last year, yeah. adjusting the Chicago Cubs schedule, the day games and everything like that. He ran out of gas all the way down the line. Uh, towards the end stretch and so now you're playing less uh giving him a little bit less work allowing him to kind of just get his work in ex- you know shorten up his spring training shorten up his his body you know fatigue and then allow him to do what he does which is he does get cold in april and then he comes out and he just you know owns everybody in may and just yep. keep him around so there's no reason to get like to to this is great this is where they're at right now and to enjoy this it's finally like there's you can actually be optimism and not actually just, you know, sticking your head up your ass and pretending like, you know, you're you're at the beach. Like this is real stuff here. This is this is a team that's actually now built to win. It's not a team that's no gaslighting. There's no, you know, they're not marketing. This isn't a this isn't one of those building a team just to finish second place so we can make as much money as possible. This is a team that on paper right now is the best team in the NL Central. This is a possible 90 plus win team. This is where we're at. Hashtag you have to see it with the C, but it looks
2: like a dirty word at the
1: end. It's a dirty also, word,
2: and
3: They should never have gone
1: away from it.
2: Shout out obvious shirts in the chat.
1: Mm-hmm. Shout out, Thank Joe. Shout know. out, Healy. Uh, everybody you else who
3: tuned up. in tonight. If you Joe, know, we, um, tried- we trademarked yeah. this tonight, Joe, by the way. We trademarked – what was it? Is it? What did I say? What is my barn thing? Uh, strong farm, stable barn.
1: go.
2: that's, that's a good shirt.
1: A good uh, for me it's always the same thing every spring training we've seen it already it begins like first couple of weeks of february so far no no known injuries knock on wood that we don't we don't see <laughs> any uh that's always my that's biggest right concern because, uh you know last year i learned my lesson last year i, didn't, I haven't done it in a while but last year i got I bought in all the way to the Wisniewski hype, and then kind of was kind of shaky. But uh, this year, back back on back on track. Just health—that's all I care about. Everybody Amen. come out spring training, ready to go. No big injuries, and uh, so far, first couple weeks in, uh first week of games, in, no no known uh, injuries, major injuries. Uh, Bush had a, I guess, a, a short uh, uh, sore shoulder. Oh, look at this. Obvious Joe at no. the end. Oh, no. At the, look at oh. this. Look at this. Shout uh, out Obvious Joe. Great guy. Keep up the greatest work, fellas. Uh, 90 that, that over $100 super for, chat. It almost pays for half a beer bat uh, <laughs> at <Joan's laughs> the, Park. You, yeah, we can get almost oh, two right there. I, <laughs> took a,
2: I took Joe today. When I stopped I by, by the office, I took him a, a six-pack of old style and a little little uh malort shot pack i told him it was Attaboy. his 2024 starter pack so joe i'm gonna stop by the office next time you invite me we'll do the shot that i didn't take at 11:30 this morning so
3: <laughs> and if i could stop by the office joe i would uh never mind uh we'll keep that that's hr problems right there um <clears throat> <clears throat> no. oh no
1: yeah seriously i don't
3: know, I don't know if i'm gonna <laughs> boat and drink beer with joe that's what i want to do i want to i'm gonna pull a chasing.
2: Hey, while I'm while I'm here with you guys, seriously, I know you guys are on the West Coast. Come to Chicago this summer. Like, let's get to a game. Let's do a let's do a sports mockery outing at the ballpark for sure. Already
3: planning it. Already planning it. I can. I have school gets out the 23rd. I think we're going to Italy sometime around that time. Once we're back, I'm already looking for my I'm looking for my summer sweat out there. uh, Hey, You
2: know, whatever, whatever you need, just tell me like lodging, whatever, like we got you so.
1: July will
3: be out there. Oh, hey. there give me those dates. Although I'll, I'll look to I'll look to hit that up too. I'm going to be in Minnesota for uh, their whatever festival we're going to see. We're chili mm-hmm. peppers again. Weird, but I'll be out there in some mid July too. So I'm not I'll sure see. if that's all star break time or whatever. But oh yeah, let me
2: let me know when you're up there. I know when the the Cubs go to St Louis. Uh, I think the weekend before the all star break, I'm going to drive down. My wife is going out of town, so I'm driving down to St Louis by myself. A Tommy appreciation weekend. Going to go watch some Cubs baseball. There you go. Treat yourself, boys and girls.
1: Love it. Cody, be- Cody Bellinger's back. The vibes are high. We're going to find a good vibe song. Uh, Joe, I'll be sure to shout out. Great guest again. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, for everyone tuning in, thank you. T- uh, and tune back in Wednesday night on YouTube, 8 p.m. Central. You can always catch it the next morning or that very night on Anywhere you hear podcast, for Tommy for Kevin, the vibes are high right now. Go cup.
0: This Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Cause Danny fucking Burgess is up in back This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game This is what you're waiting for, yeah. We can put it on the board, yeah. put it on the board. Every season, make it all change. Every season, make it all change. Take me, me, me out to the bar. Take me out to the bar.